Hello and welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC, and today I want to talk about um, winning. And if you've been listening to uh, previous podcasts, uh, certainly in the last um, uh, last few episodes, we've been talking a lot about things like motivation, uh, intrinsic um, motivation, the intrinsic value of uh, of, of training and being an athlete. We've been talking about athletic identity. And all of these things are tied to, in some way, and often in a very individualized way, they're tied to, um, to how we define success. And often as athletes, success gets rolled into or linked to uh, winning or losing. Uh, we've been using that language uh, typically since a very young age, uh, whether in sport or in life. And so in having the conversations that I've been having, uh, again, in previous podcasts and really thinking about where we derive our motivation, um, what the intrinsic value of, um, of carving out time for ourselves and, and carving out time for for the pursuit of our personal goals as it relates to health and fitness um, and uh, things like um, goals uh, and how we define those, it, it got me thinking about this concept of winning. Um, and again, the, the definition of winning as it relates to, to being an athlete uh, or being athletic. And so I want to go in today... To, to talk about um, what is winning and specifically what is winning from an athletic perspective because I think again we, we, we almost can't talk about some of these more nuanced things like uh, process and performance based goals, motivations, um, athletic identity, uh, finding our why, wh- whatever it is. It's hard to talk about these things without thinking about um, winning or losing. Because like I said, that's language that we've been using since we were very, very young. Uh, it's language that we're used to, and it's a lens through which we're used to looking at um, how we define success or failure for ourselves, um, and then specific to, um, to uh, our focus on endurance-minded is um, it helps us or, or it positions us to define our success from from an athletic perspective. So I want to break down winning and losing and try to think about it in a way that's that's um, impactful for athletes such that they can use it as a tool to help them uh, do a few things. Continue to be productive athletes, um, feel good about their progress and their performance um, and, and stay motivated um, because, as you will see, it, it really all ties together. So I thought it'd be helpful to start by uh, just the definition of winning. If you look at uh, how Webster's Dictionary defines winning, um, it is very simply uh, gaining, resulting, or relating to victory in a contest or competition. So that's pretty cut and dry. And that's really 
probably how we kind of have all thought about winning. And again, how we thought about it from a young age. We maybe participated in sport. There was contests in school. Um, any number of ways that we could have had interactions with the opportunity to win or lose. The winner was someone that uh, that came out on top and everyone else was essentially the loser. So that's pretty polarizing. Um, and that is there's no real opportunity in that definition classically for, for nuance. But again, my goal is to look at it through the lens of, of being an athlete and through performance. And I think when we do that, what I want to lay out is, is that there, there is opportunity for nuance there. And I think in looking at that uh, in winning and losing, um, in, a, in a little different way, um, we're going to see the opportunity for really more success and more opportunities to set ourselves up for those wins that we're all looking for. So um, first and foremost, how do we think about or, or are there ways for a more nuanced definition of, uh, of winning for athletes? Because, because that's what we're focused on. Um, that's what I spend all my time thinking about. And so I want to get to whether or not we can break away or maybe sidestep this very kind of traditional um, black and white view of winners and losers. So from an athletic perspective, um, there's a few ways that I think we can classify um, winning. So winning for athletes can be defined as achieving uh, the goals that we set up for ourselves. Um, and so again, if, we, if, we, if it's less about competition and it's more about goal achievement, that immediately kind of turns this, this polarized concept on its head. Uh, and we're able to, to set ourselves up for, for building blocks, for wins along the way that can, that can ultimately lead to uh, a performance-based uh, outcome. So, um, and we've talked about this on past podcasts about goal setting, um, process, performance, outcome based goals, giving yourself a runway, uh, leading with process and performance and leading with the strong athletic identity. And that really, this really ties into that is that defining um, winning as achieving our goals along the way. So that's the first way that we can redefine winning as athletes. Another way could be to look at the quality of the performance of an athlete. So say we go into a race, an event, a hard workout, whatever it is, there is an opportunity um, nearly every day as athletes to, to win or lose. If we think about things from an outcome perspective, um, we can either get first place in a race um, or not. We can either um, execute and, and nail a really hard workout or it doesn't go well and we don't, um, we don't hit our numbers um, or we don't execute in a way that feels uh, up to par with what, we, uh, what our expectations were. But if we think about things from a performance perspective, again, that really removes this kind of polarizing concept of winning and losing. The performance could be top-notch. We go into a hard workout, um, 
that could be whether or not we executed in a way that that aligned with our expectations. It could still be a win. It could still be a great uh, workout. Same thing with a race, right? We could uh, really have executed our plan, our nutrition stra- uh, nutrition strategy could uh, have gone really, really well. We could have not had cramping. Uh, we could have paced ourselves really well. Any number of process and performance goals uh, surrounding a particular outcome um, could add up to or could quantify a win for us as individuals. So thinking about the performance is really important. It's not all about the outcome. Um, and we can find wins in the performance. And then I think by looking at, at those performances, it allows us to build the skill sets necessary to learn and grow and ultimately achieve um, these outcome-based wins that we're looking for. But we can't get there if we're not willing to, to take pride in our performance and, and also learn from those performances, whether they be successes or failures, um, and use those as building blocks. Um, and then another nuanced way to define winning for athletes would be to consider the effort and the performance compared to past performances. So I think there's an opportunity for perspective here. If we go in uh, with a singular uh, win-loss goal or winner and loser uh, goal, then we can really skip over the opportunity for self-development and to say, you know, I did this event last year, um, I did it again this year, and this is what was better, this is what I can change. Um, Same thing with workouts, revisiting kind of breakthrough or key workouts and saying, well, I did this six weeks ago and I really struggled with it. I did it this time and uh, and it felt much better, right? It could be very uh, qualitative, you know, how was the perceived exertion? So little wins and opportunities to find perspective and just the comparison of performances um, can really help to to shift uh, how we quantify and qualify these wins and losses. So that's a few different ways, again, that we can get away from uh, from this polarizing kind of win-loss mentality. Um, And it's not that we don't want to ultimately win. It's that if we if we uh, fast forward to that to that mindset, to that end result, we're missing a lot along the way. So again, I think there's opportunity for um, for a more nuanced approach so that we can take pride and find joy in the, the wins along the way that will ultimately, hopefully, eventually add up to the outcome-based wins that, we're, that we've set our sights on. So next, I want to talk about the role that winning should play in training and sport and you know endurance and, and uh, kind of this general space. So how should we think about winning? Again, I think very classically um, and traditionally, it's been pretty straightforward, right? We've thought about winning as somebody wins, everyone else loses or is in some sort of um, you know lesser than place than, than the person who walks away on the top step. Um, and that's, that's not a bad thing, but again, there's a lot of work that goes in to, to getting there. And, and I think if we just 
say, okay, well, the one person won and everybody else was less than them, um, that really detracts from the effort and the work and the commitment that everyone else put in. Um, and I think, you know, we're all going to be that other person more often than not. You know, winning, no matter how hard we work, winning is not the norm. Um, it takes everything to go right on a particular day to win. Um, so it's important to think about what we can do, um, again, to have those wins along the way. So what role does winning play or what role should it play in, uh, in, in sport and training? So a few things. One, failure isn't the same as losing. So I think this is really, this kind of is what got me going down this path to begin with is, is that we, there's a language, there's a disconnect in the language that we use a lot of times to describe these, these events or these feelings. We say, we say, well, okay, how did the workout go? The workout didn't go well. It was a failure. Well, that holds a very negative connotation, I think because so often we tie that with losing, right? How did the race go? Well, I lost. We immediately jump to, well, I'm a failure, or so often we jump to, to that conclusion. It's important to know that and really sink our teeth into the fact that, that failure isn't the same as losing. So, so our self-worth shouldn't be linked to winning or losing. Um, that, that is not what defines success or failure. Again, success and failure can be uh, or, or should be language that we use to talk about our performances, our expectations, um, our progress, our growth along the way. And, and I, I think that you know, failure is, is a word that we shouldn't be scared of if we look at it through the right lens. Again, if we potentially if we separate it from from losing, failure holds a much different connotation. And I think there's a lot of growth that comes from failure. I think in order to realize your full potential, there has to be some amount of failure because that means you're, you're pushing hard enough. You're butting up against your potential. And when you do that, you're, you're straddling a line where the propensity or the likelihood for failure is always there. And sometimes you're going to step on the other side of that line and that's, that's okay. So failure isn't the same as losing. And again, failure isn't a bad thing. I don't, I don't know that it's not a good idea to lean into failure um, and to, to maybe look for opportunities where we can push ourselves in a way where we kind of dance with that failure and know that if it happens, it doesn't define us, that we learn from it and we move on. And it certainly doesn't mean that we are losers, that we have lost. Um, so just as failure isn't, the same as losing, success isn't equivalent to winning. So the key distinction here is that winning and losing apply to the outcome of an event. So again, if you've listened to this podcast, uh, you know that um, we have talked a lot about, um, and it, because it's something that I believe is, is massively important for athletes, we've talked a lot about um, outcome-based goals. And these are singular events by definition, that we have no control over. So the things that we can control are performance and process-based goal, <coughs> goals that lead lead up to these. So 
So success, so again, winning and losing apply to these outcomes, which by definition, we have no, no control over. So success and failure don't, don't, are not linked to the outcome. Um, they're rooted in the process. And that's, again, by shifting our perception of the language that we use to define winning and losing, we can very quickly realize that, that winning is in the process. Winning is in the steps we take to get to, to this outcome. Uh, and that's a much different place to, to be in terms of our ability to maintain our motivation and our commitment and our excitement for training and movement. That's a much different place to be than to have all of it fall on one day and for that singular event or day to be what defines us as winners or losers. Um, so again, success isn't the same as winning. There's lots of opportunities for success even if winning doesn't happen. And again, success and failure are the things that are rooted in the process. So very, very important distinction, I think, to make as we talk about how to navigate this, this language that we use. Um, and then to, to that end, it's important to think about how we define success. So if success and failure are rooted in the process, well, then, then what is success? And it can be, and I would say it should be, a lot of things. It's, it should be and can be um, lots of different things along the way. Um, it can be quality of life. Um, it can be your energy levels. It can be nutrition. It can be consistency in your workouts. Um, you name it, we can define the pieces and parts that build up to the outcome um, we can define those as successful characteristics. Um, so I think that that, that's an important, you kind of get into this like cyclical thought pattern where if you're, if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to define success, you have to understand that success and failure, um, are, are linked to things outside of outcome-based goals. So that's a good mindset to be in, and I think gets us moving in the right direction um, as we look at things like a roadmap and trying to find our, you know, identify our motivators and, and our foundational beliefs about ourselves as athletes. Um, and then next, um, effort is a good way to quantify winning because effort is what we can control. We can control if we give 100% or not. And truthfully, if we give 100%, that's all we can give. So if we show up for an event, you know, and that sounds really cliche because that's kind of a classic, you know, coach thing to say, or, you know, we, we've heard that all of our lives, give 100%, do your best. But if we really think about it, you show up for an event, you show up for a workout, if you give 100%, the way that 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 day plays out is exactly how it's supposed to go. That's all you can give. There's no such thing as 110%. Um, so that's, I think, really important to think about is that effort is the way that we can quantify winning. If we end, if we end a training session, a, a race, a workout, whatever it is, 
and we can say, well, that effort was 100%, that's a win. Or maybe the win for the day is to listen to our bodies. So the goal, of course, isn't always to give 100%. We also might want to give 0%. We might want to be in tune enough to take a rest day, listen to our bodies, have the athletic maturity to, to pull back and know when we need to, um, to allow, allow ourselves space and grace and rest. Um, and so that's effort-based, right? You can give 0% or you can give 100 Somewhere in that spectrum, there's, there's opportunities for, for wins. Um, so effort is a good way. Uh, and again, I think th- in terms of the role that winning plays, um, we want to think about effort. We want to make sure to distinguish success and failure um, against winning and losing. Those are not the same things. Um, and we want to think about um, how our performances over time can be measured um, to gauge success. So I think those, those three components are kind of important roles that winning and losing um, can play in training and sport. Next is what does a winning athlete look like? So if we have these tools in place, if we're thinking about how we can set ourselves up for wins, um, how we can process failure in a way that's productive and and doesn't derail us, how we can be okay with with losing and know that um, that doesn't define us, what does it look like if we're winning? Um, And and that's going to be much different than I think what a lot of us have classically thought it looks like. Typically, we think, okay, if we're winning, we got first place. And while that, of course, is you know in line with the classic definition, that isn't what defines an athlete, and that's certainly not always what a winning athlete looks like. And again, this is really an attempt to, to force us to think about the ways that we use the language to define our success and failure. So you'll notice just the difference in the way that I'm posing this question. I didn't say, what does the person who won the race look like? I said, what does a winning athlete look like? So that's an individual who feels like and realizes their wins along the way. They are winning actively by engaging in these these tools and putting these things into play that set them up for success. So first thing, um, winning athletes set goals and define their pathway to success. So you can't realize your full potential if you don't have a plan to get there. Um, And that starts with not identifying what your race calendar is. That starts with defining some of these foundational beliefs about ourselves as athletes, what our motivations are, our process and performance, um, um, what relationships we need to make us successful, um, what our support network is around us. All of these things um, add up to to setting goals and and defining what that roadmap is going to look like to get us there. And all along that roadmap, we have opportunities for success and failure for wins and loses. Um, next is going to be show up consistently and execute on their plan. So winning athletes, they show up, 
and they execute. Um, most importantly, they show up consistently. And again, these are not athletes that win races. These are winning athletes. Now it is part and parcel. You, I guarantee you that athletes that win races uh, are also um, showing up consistently and executing on their plan. But again, there is a distinction there. It doesn't, um, doesn't have to be those athletes. Um, so we've all heard the saying, you know, winners are the ones that wanted it the most. And while I think that can sometimes that attitude may be detrimental um, if it's not positioned in the right way, in the right context, you have to want it. I mean, there's no denying that you, you have to show up, you have to do the work, um, and you have to commit to it because you think it matters. Um, and that ties back into that intrinsic motivation um, piece. And, and if you haven't yet, you can check out previous episodes on that topic. But, you know, that's, that consistency piece comes from within. Um, that is not going to be driven by outward motivation. It, it can't be. Not every day. Um, so you show up consistently, you do the work, and you, you want it because it matters to you. Um, and it matters in a way that's kind of fundamental to your identity. So it doesn't matter because you want a cool Instagram picture um, of you on the top, top step of the podium. That's cool, and that's, that's super fun if and when it happens. But that consistency and that drive has to be rooted in something other than that to get you to that place. Um, so next, um, winning athletes look like individuals that are always growing. Um, and, you know, that comes in lots of different forms. But there's a few ways that I would define this. Um, they're looking for ways to refine their process. So they're constantly looking for ways that they can be more productive in their process. So that could be how they define success and failure in that process. It can be how they execute on that process. It can be how they, um, how they make time for that process. Um, the self-care that's involved with that, how they balance training and life and, and other aspirations they have. Lots of things that can go into that, but I think this kind of constant and consistent refinement of, of how we do the work that we do as athletes is important. We can all get in a rut, and it's easy to say, well, this worked last year. I'm just going to do it again this year. Um, some pieces of that certainly can be replicated, but are there opportunities for refinement? Um, have things changed? Has our attitude changed? Do we need to revisit some things? Um, that can make us more successful. So looking for ways to refine the process. Um, next, working to define and refine their athletic identity. So winning athletes are coming back to this athletic identity piece. What is that intrinsic motivation? Again, at its core, your athletic identity is not rooted in outcome-based goals. It's not rooted in this classic definition of winning. Um, it is rooted in, um, in that, you know, these kind of fundamental 
um, ways that we see ourselves as athletes and why that's important to us. Why is it important to continue to pursue the best versions of ourselves? Um, so winning athletes are looking first, they're they're defining that they have a very firm grasp on what that, what the answer is for them, uh, when it comes to athletic identity, and then they want to refine it. And this is something that it, 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 it needs to be revisited throughout the year, every year. So, um, this, this is kind of a living construct and it's something we need to come back to as athletes. Um, so, uh, defining and refining athletic identity, another way that, that athletes, um, look like winning athletes. And lastly, building a support network around them. So winning athletes know that they can't do it by themselves. Or maybe they could, but it's going to be a hell of a lot better and and more rewarding and more enjoyable if they have a support network. So that's family. That's coaches. That's dietitians. That's uh training partners that's you you have to build or it's it's helpful to build a network of individuals around you that support all of these things that we've just talked about they support your athletic identity they support your goals your process that it's going to take to get you to those goals um they support how you define success um what is failure going to look like for you? What are your expectations when it comes to those things? If you have a clear idea of what those things are, you can then start to put people in place around you to support those goals. If you don't have a clear idea of what those things are, you should also put people in place around you to help you identify those things. People that you can trust, people that you can build a relationship with such that you can be clear and have a clear path forward. Um, because season after season, the clear path forward isn't always as clear as, I'm going to do these workouts, and I'm going to win this race. That might work every now and again, um, certainly if you're younger. But it will come to pass where that approach is not going to equal outcome-based results. Because... We all have things that come up. Things don't go as planned. We have to balance a lot. We lose motivation. We gain motivation. We have successes and failures, wins and losses. We become weak in our athletic identity. We feel very strong. All of these things change on any given day. And we need a support network to help us navigate those things so that we can remain clear in our path. So again, three things that a winning athlete portrays. They set goals, they show up consistently and execute on their plan, and they put a um, support network uh, in around them. Um, So hopefully, again, winning and losing is not not a bad thing. I, I don't think that the idea of having winners and losers is something that we should get away from. But in that language, there's opportunity for refinement, and there's opportunity to to think about things in ways that allow us to be more successful along the way. My 
My hang-up with the classic definition of winning as it relates to athletes is it really whitewashes all of the work that is done leading up to an event. Leading up, an event meaning a race, a workout, you know, whatever a singular moment in time is. It really says, well, it doesn't matter what you did up to that point. This, you know, this is all that matters, this singular definition. And I think that that really just detracts from the process and, and joy and, and benefits of being an athlete. The, the, you know, these singular events are a blip on the timeline of our lives as athletes. So if we don't give the process and these successes along the way and the failures along the way, if we don't give these things the weight that they deserve and they need, well, then we really, you know, we're not, it's a pretty lonely ride. Uh, we're doing a lot of work for a very short moment in time. And so thinking about these things in ways that is just going to set us up for, I think, a more, more successful experience. Certainly motivation remains higher when we think about successes and failures through the right lens. Um, certainly sets us up for a more enriching uh, process. The way that we carry out our training is going to be much more meaningful. Uh, the way we navigate the highs and lows of being an athlete um, much more productive. Um, and it's, you know, it's a more fulfilling experience. Um, so again, really kind of piggybacking on a lot of these concepts that, that we've talked about in previous episodes. Uh, again, if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, I strongly encourage you some interviews I've had with some great, um, uh, coaches, athletes, as well as, uh, some of these, um, these, uh, breakout, uh, kind of mini-sode, um, conversations to expand on some of these topics and ideas. So there's a lot of great information there. And then as always, uh, thomasendurancecoaching.com for everything that we talk about on this podcast. Our blog is has some of the best information that it's probably ever had right now from nutrition um, advice uh, from our team dietitian to uh, advice uh, on periodization uh, and how to individualize that, to athletic identity, to uh, athlete maturity and adjusting goals. Just tons of awesome content that is really approaching endurance sports and, and, and the athlete journey in a way that I think is, is just dramatically impactful. Um, so check that out. And um, also we'll be launching... Uh, very soon, uh, our new ebook uh, from TEC uh, that'll be available on our website for free download. Um, so you can check that out. We should have that launched uh, in the coming days. Um, it's going to be the fundamentals of training for endurance sports, um, and it's going to go into uh, the training aspects. It's going to go into the mental aspects, uh, and it's going to go into um, to diet and nutrition as well. So there's excerpts from our entire team, and that is going to be uh, a killer resource uh, to use all year. Um, and so uh, be sure to check that out as well. So thanks so much as always for listening, um, and I hope to see you again on Endurance Minded.